You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to the Afterlife. Woohoo! I'm here with uh, Tommy Davis today. Tommy what? Davis. God, what? that was a weird. Am I stoned already? I'm here with Tommy, Tommy Wakefield Davis Jr. Who's Tommy Davis? Is that a person? I don't know. Well, Tommy Wakefield, you're a person. You're here. It's the day after my birthday. I think I was Happy thinking birthday. like, uh, God, my ex girlfriend's name is Aaron Davis. I'm thinking of having like weird, weird like ex girlfriend flashbacks. Aaron Davis? Yeah, I've been saying her name inadvertently. To people, I, I, like, I, I think about Aaron. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? There used to be an Aaron Davis who worked here at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, she was on actually just she was on to tell the truth. Aaron hmm. Davis was on the TV show to tell the truth with Anthony Anderson. Wow, where they out. have someone who is, you know, the show where they have like a real person, like I'm a blah blah blah, and I was like. I'm a blah, blah, blah. And the third yeah. person goes, ah. And then you ask questions to find out who the real person was. Turns out the real place she couldn't tell the truth was in a relationship. That's true. Wow. <laughs> she could tell the truth that she wanted to dump me months before she did. Mm. Um, Ouch. Yes. Nah. Wasn't, Jew- wasn't Jewish enough. <laughs> and by that, I mean I wasn't rich. Uh, no, I'm kidding. There's people break up for all sorts of reasons she's a nice person if you like to tell the truth go on abc and watch it she plays a she's a wing woman professional wing woman so they have three people who say they're a wing woman she was the actual one who was the wing a woman. professional wing woman yeah she gets paid to wing woman people at parties and in life and now she's kind of a relationship coach because the wing woman thing like is, lonely people with no friends go to parties with her and she helps them hook up with guys it's a little bit like a little bit like an escort by proxy. You know what I mean? She goes with men? She goes with men. And helps men hook up with and, women. And women. She goes with men and women. She'll go to parties. And she starts conversations and helps them network? Yeah, she's like a teeny little skinny Jewish girl. And sure. she's got this really deep voice. Huh. Because uh, she has some sort of thyroid condition. This is true. Yeah. Uh, so she's got this like deep voice. So she can just like, she's a really compelling and she's very smart and very funny. She goes in the room. Everyone like, she's one of those women, she goes into a room and like, Half hour later, everyone's surrounding her, listening to her tell a story. You really? I mean? Wow. Yeah, I'm She's the opposite. Superpower, of that. Huh? Like no one's talking to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she is a wing woman. She was on to tell the truth. So I don't know why the fuck I said that. Moving on. Uh, Tommy Wakefield <laughs> was bragging about his chess ability. Well, just, Are you like one of those people because of Queen's Gambit? You're back on the chess game. I was playing chess consistently before that show. Did dropped. your dad teach you? Yeah. Was your dad like really good? No, he's average, but, he but did, I thought he, he was really good. I was Did four. he compete, or he was just like a duffer? Uh, he's just like played for fun. Played for fun, But okay. then he got me into tournaments when I was a kid. Whoa, I didn't know this time. I was Henderson County Kindergarten Chess Champion. Kindergarten. By the way, just the fact that you could play chess in kindergarten is pretty Well, impressive. I think that's why I won, because I was the only one who could. I got smoked in the upcoming years. I did not keep my title. Kindergarten chess champion by second grade everyone was wise to me everyone knew your moves they knew your gambit i i went to the north carolina state chess tournament holy shit and i didn't do that well i went with my friend landon but the fact and he that was you, better than me the fact that you went you have to be rated or you have to have an ability to play i, th- I think i had right? like a kid rating yeah but at one point where you're like oh my god i'm a prodigy 
Do you think that? Because I feel like everyone, every kid wants to think they're a prodigy at whatever it is they're doing. Um, I don't remember ever thinking I was a prodigy. I definitely... Here's what happened to me. This is what where I got mad is I... For whatever reason, this is so petty. This is like not <laughs> not a real issue, but yeah, I won kindergarten chess champion yeah. for the whole county. Was very stoked. I got a little certificate. I got a lot of pats on the head. The next year, the kid who won kindergarten chess champion, he got a huge fucking trophy. The same competition. Same competition. They are just leveled up next year. They were like, "We're gonna give out huge trophies this year," and I was like. Got a That's piece of paper. Bullshit. I thought it was bullshit. That was my first uh, encounter with bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the first of many. <laughs> first of many. I was just listening to a podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Have heard you heard of his po- Star Star Talk? Is this podcast Star Talk? It's very interesting because he is an <laughs> astrophysicist. Sure. And he has a comic named uh, Chuck Nice, a black comic named Chuck Nice, who I knew from New York, <laughs> who gets a uh, you know pipe in with the comedy shit. Um, oh, is he like color commentary? Yeah, Whoa, kind not, of. I the, mean, you know, you need the <laughs> hey now, you need like the funny nerd, and then you need the the, 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 ner- the funny nerd guy. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and they had on they had a, a female chess master on who's like really big on Instagram. Do they know who Alexandra Botez? Yes, they had her on. I know her. Of course you do. You have yeah. a crush on her. You love her. <laughs> and she's like a shit talker too. She's yeah, like a fucking she's shit talker in chess, which is hilarious. The one thing I have gotten into is, um, well, I used to play when I was a kid, but now I've discovered there's a ton of content on YouTube about chess now because everyone's a YouTuber and yeah. every subject that is relevant in any way has a huge YouTube following now. Yes. So I was like... Oh, I'll start playing again just as a way to get off social media because I'm spending a lot of time on my phone. So I want to be like playing chess on my phone instead of like scrolling Instagram. Yes. Just as like a basic. So I was like going, I was losing a little bit. I was not that good. I went to YouTube. Holy fuck. The YouTube chess community. There's like all these streamers. Alexandra Botez is one of them. Yeah. And they make like funny content and they're on Twitch and they have great personalities, and they're teaching all but these. But there are also a lot of trolls and shit talking in chess. Like surprisingly, it's apparently, it's fun. It's, yeah. there's like whole community. It's like football or basketball or sports. Yeah, I listened to the. the I'm sorry, I've interrupted. But I listened to the, the interview with her on Star Talk, and I was kind of like, okay, she's a master. She's not a grandmaster. She's a women's fide master. Okay, so she's not a master general. She's a female master, which is yeah. a slightly less of a. Th- and I was wondering, I was like, why is she their expert? And then I looked at pictures. I'm like, oh, okay. Because she's a total cutie pie. Well, it's because she has a huge social media a following. A huge following. Like 250,000 followers Because of for YouTube. Chess. Because of YouTube. And um, it was very interesting to listen to, because obviously Queen, Queen's Gambit is so big right now. Chess, chess boards are one of the number one selling things that they're selling. But one of the things that that another, they had a grandmaster on, a, a male grandmaster on a previous show, and he said that no matter what people say about prodigy mm-hmm. in anything, particularly chess, you cannot succeed unless it is your life 24-7. Yes. 10,000 hours, like Ma- Malcolm Gladwell, that doesn't even cover it. Yeah. It's got to be like 20,000 hours in the first like fucking 10 years of your life. And it has to be so, a full-time obsession yeah. every minute of the day. So this weird thing that you're an intuitive player and you're a prodigy is like, no, the only people who get to that level have that and they only read chess they only play chess so he said that what happens with a lot of young kids like when your situation is they start off good because they have a good intuition but once they start losing they quit 
So there, a lot of quote unquote prodigies fell by the wayside because there were 12 and amazing Kashi, but the minute they lost, they're like, oh, fuck this. I'm not going to make this my whole life. And they quit, which I think is true with a lot of things. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I think it was more like I switched schools and the the guy who used to teach left and it just, there wasn't a community. I was, I could probably beat everyone at my school, but I didn't really yeah. have anywhere to go or anyone to play against. So, and. Yeah. Now, when you play chess now, do you have... Because I know nothing about chess theory. I don't know anything about <laughs> gambits. I don't know Sicilian, yeah. Queen's Gambit. I don't know any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a good sense of what those things are? Do you have a lot of them? Well, what made it fun for me again is I just started playing like three-minute blitz games, which is like... Holy shit. It's like crazy intense, and there's a ton of mistakes being made, especially yeah. at my level, and it's just exciting it's because... It's a different style of play. The apparently. game can be completely turned on its head like multiple times in the space of a minute. Yeah. We're like, oh, I'm winning, and now I just blundered the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, so, I basically just learned a couple openings that I like, and then a couple responses to openings. Yeah. And uh, and I just do that. And you didn't you say you were playing with your girlfriend, and that was a bad idea? No, I've, I've been playing with a couple of my friends and my girlfriend. And when I play with them, because I've learned from experience, I basically just kind of teach them to beat me as we play. Yeah, you, if you're playing a female in anything, mm -hmm. even if it's not like, even if it's not just, well, basically in anything, you got to throw it. <laughs> Especially if you you're dating them. <laughs> if you're dating them, you don't win anything. I think one time I played, I played a, a woman. Or they won't want to play you anymore. I played, uh, I played a, a woman in racquetball. Yeah. And she, and you know, it's just beating her pretty easily. And they made a comment like, um, I could play with my right hand or something, but I wasn't doing it to be a dick. Mm -hmm. I was doing it to be more fun, but she got so offended by that. And I found the same thing with jujitsu is like, I'll roll, I'll do jujitsu with women. Yeah. And they'll like, well, don't, they're like, don't go easy on me. Don't treat me like a girl. Yeah. But I'm like, I want, do you understand that if I tr treated you like a man, like I'd be so much rougher on you. Yeah. It wouldn't be fun at all. Yeah. You would be more angry at me. Yes, exactly. Um, so what are you doing uh, right now? I'm trying to get inside real quick. So just tell, okay. tell, tell the story that you're going to tell about chess. <laughs> about chess? <laughs> and I, right first back. of all, this podcast, I thought it was going to be more about politics, but this has been a fun little aside. Um, Bill's going into the apartment to grab something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Keep talking. Uh, we were talking about chess. Played this guy in college. <laughs> this is I mean this is going to just sound like me bragging about chess with no I'm not talking to anyone. <laughs> chess is yeah, the hot topic right now. Genius. Well, here's the other thing is people when you mention that you're playing chess they they're like, "Oh, yeah, you must be really smart." Like people try and There's an equivalence between chess and intelligence. People sure. try and associate it with like IQ or something, but in reality it's just like pattern recognition. I but that, that it must all, but pattern rec recognition is a part of an IQ test too, right? Yeah, probably. But come on, Tommy, you're a genius. Don't be shy. I'm not. Well, I'm not though, because like I can't get past a certain rating level. So I, it does kind of put you in your place. They're like, this is exactly where you're at. And I'm like, do I really want to dedicate hours and hours to actually? Yes. Are you gonna read a chess book from from front to back? A book about chess moves? Well, no. I had a lot of chess books when I was a kid, but now I'm like. I would never do that, but now there's YouTube. I'm like, if I had had these YouTube things when yeah. I was a kid, I would have been sick. Yeah. Because I had n literally nothing. I just played with my parents 
or my dad rather, and then my friend Landon, and then I went to like a couple chess camps. You went to chess camp too. This yeah. is a whole side of your nerdum that I <laughs> never knew about. My nerdum. <laughs> a chess camp. Yeah. Oh, what uh, do you do the, a chess camp? The Just nerdiness goes deep. I was playing Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and chess. And I was doing math, and I used to walk around first grade doing my multiplication tables in front of people because I thought it was cool. Were you a straight-A student in high school? Uh, no. No. Because I have ADHD. <laughs> ADHD. Yeah. You know what's something I, um... What's happening here? A neighbor you came by. in here to show us chicken? Showed, he, showed, he wanted to offer us chicken. <laughs> Good to um, see him. <laughs> so, this is something I, I thought about. This is, a, this is a bit I've been working on, so okay. forgive me about this. Okay. It ties to when I was younger, right? Yeah. So I was, you know, poor. Sure. Particularly when I was younger. And my dad would cut my hair with a bowl, with a literal bowl. Um, I would wear these Coke bottle glasses. My teeth were jacked, mm. hand me downs. I had a really, really bad speech impediment. Not only did I have a lisp, like a southern kind of like lisp, lisp, like a lateral lisp, like this, I also had like um, chronic tonsillitis. So I had vocal constriction and this. So, and I had. ADD probably undiagnosed. Probably, and because when I was That's a kid, how we got here. and when I was a kid, it wasn't like it, the the blanket term. My teacher called my mom in elementary school and said, "I think Bill might be mildly retarded," and that <laughs> yeah. was the blanket term for any anything, right? ADD, um, fucking learning disability, a stutter, anything. What grade? I was like third grade. Can I tell you something? Yeah, second grade. They send in a specialist to watch specifically me. And then they went to my mom and they were like, we think he has autism. Oh, yeah. So I relate to that immensely. <laughs> and my mom was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And she took me out of the school. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think my they, they thought that my oldest brother, Don, because he was a preemie, they thought he was my older... Don graduated number one high school. Yeah. He graduated... Top five from Cornell, top five from Duke Medical School. So, you know, that's all stupid. I don't think they realize how damaging it because I walked around thinking I was a mild retard. And it made well, did your like, mom tell you that? Um, I think, like, I, f I don't know how I found out. But My mom didn't tell me that until I was, like, 20. Yeah. So, but the joke is, and again, I don't even know, maybe I found this out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but, I, but the joke, I'm like, like, is... How many degrees of retardation are there? Is it like mild, medium? Like, oh, here comes Bobby. He's muy ghost pepper retarded. Muy uh, like, ghost is it like, pepper. Is it like salsa? I, I, mix, I forgot yeah. the premise. Anyway, so um, <laughs> okay. So you had ADD, which is also kind of like, your, what kid doesn't have ADD? Well, yeah, but I partly, partly like everyone now has ADD. Like everyone is like, it's cool. Everyone's like, ADD. oh, yeah, we all have ADD. Have but ADD. then I'm like, I'm, part of me is like, no, nah, but I really had it, though. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, it was really hard to do schoolwork. To the point where if I had not had super supportive parents, I would have struggled. Immensely. Oh, I would have. Absolutely. And I had two genius brothers, keep yeah. in mind. So I copied their home. We had the same classes. I copied their fucking homework. Yeah. My whole high school, me getting into Princeton was basically one giant fucking cheat. <laughs> but I was also one of those guys who was good at tests. You know what I mean? I was I was smart. I was just bad at focusing. I took extra time on almost every single test that I ever did yeah. in middle school and high school. And I got really high grades on them. Yeah. But I was like, I would just space out in the middle of tests. And like 20 minutes would go by. And I'd be like, fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah. Gotta shit. get together. Yeah. I had extra time on a bunch of stuff. I don't even know if they did extra time. 
it I makes think that was it makes newer. that Daniel Tosh joke. It was these people are like, I, I'm smart. I'm just really bad at test taking. Oh, you mean that part where you find out if you know what you're fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you had ADD. What was the story? And uh, the college, the college guy that you played in college, who was oh, well, there was this just there was this one dude. I went to film school, like a North Carolina film conservatory. Very good film school. It is a very good film school, but it's also kind of like, and I'm sure the epidemic of pretentiousness and people thinking that they're hot shit is way worse at places like NYU, but it still existed even at my little film school. Yeah. Because these people come in and they think they're Steven Spielberg and they think they're like virtuoso level people. So there's this one guy who's kind of like that. I saw him playing chess against people, and he was beating everybody, and everyone was like, he's really good at chess. Yeah. And I was like, eh, probably, yeah, well, probably not. <laughs> I, like, I went I to just, chess camp three years in a row. someone who knows anything about chess. It was, it was just like Dunning-Kruger. Could you Kruger. watch his game and understand if he was good or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, well, this the people you're playing are literally... They just know how the pieces move. They barely know how the pieces move. Yeah. So I was like, I'll play him. So I started playing him. Because me and my roommates had been doing this thing where we played time chess. We got hammered, and then we would play chess with like a minute on the clock. It Holy was very shit. fun. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, let's. I'll play through this app," and uh, and I was crushing him. And like I was showing off. Like I was trying to like. I wasn't paying attention. He beat me. You were standing up, walking away, just saying the spots where you're moving to. R four. I, I was just being dumb. Yeah. So and he, he beat you. He beat me on in some, front of people. No, on the app. Okay. But was he talking shit? No, he wasn't even. Yeah. But I was I he he was talking shit in the most mild this is some like male ego shit. Yeah. He was talking shit in the way that he was talking like he was my equal in the game. And to me I was that was offensive. Yes, of course. <laughs> no. So then then I played him twenty four more times and I beat him every single time. Oh, wow. Because then I, I got kind of mad and I went down this YouTube rabbit hole and it became my full <laughs> obsession to just destroy just this to guy. Beat this guy. And, uh, and then in the end, we played for like two months and he couldn't beat me again. And he was like... Did he finally just resign playing He did. You? He resigned. And oh, that wow. Was, that that was must have big... felt really good. <laughs> it did. But I was like, why did I do that? What was that for? <laughs> Who, somewhere deep down, that really... That triggered you, man. Something triggered me and I was like, this is now the projection of every like intellectual failure i ever had as a kid yes yeah i can relate to that <laughs> i can absolutely relate to that i'm afraid to play chess i definitely don't want to play chess with a woman why because it's if i lose i mean that's going to affect my ego for sure because i'm a fragile male and if i win that's just gonna there's gonna be a fight <laughs> there's gonna be a problem interesting i don't know you play with your girlfriend though right i do and well i mean we go in with the pretense that there's no conceivable way she could ever beat me if i was trying too hard but also that wouldn't be fun so like we'll play and i'll just make suggestions and i'll do like minor corrections yeah but not in a not in a mansplaining condescending way yeah because you got to be careful with that too of course more in like a um more in like a ah well what are you trying to do yeah well you kind of talk through the game yeah so it's more like a lesson is she getting better yeah Can so she- like the last couple times we played well the last time i played i was drunk and i just kind of beat her because i was like eh. yeah but the last couple times um she she does consistently get a little bit better 
Yeah. Well, the problem is I'm getting better too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I'm also playing with a couple of my roommates and friends. And even, even it's the same with my girlfriend as it is with my friends because men have just as fragile egos. Of course. The most fragile. Like I have my one uh, close homie and I can tell that it bothers him a little that I can beat him easily. And it doesn't matter if I explain like the amount of time that I've put into it. Yeah. It still bothers him the same amount. And I relate to that because I remember I, I would play people. At, I used to play tennis with people who were like really good at tennis. But in my brain, I'm like, this is equal footing. I'm going to beat them. And if I lose it, it's fully on me. Yes. Ignorant of the, like you could have been playing for a decade because that's yes. just a male ego. I'm like, I'm going to beat you. When I did jujitsu, particularly in New York at, at Henzo Gracie Academy, which is probably like the epicenter of jujitsu right now. All, yeah. the, all the best jujitsu players are there. A lot of the best ones. And... It's also New York Midtown, so there's a lot of fucking guys in there who are like, uh, you know, I'm a cop, and I'm here, they're a firefighter, and they're fucking giant humans. Yeah. And I was a white belt, but I was a, I was a white belt for a while, or I was a blue belt for like five years. Whites after blue? Whites after blue. So okay. I was a blue, and they were like kind of like a two-stripe or three-stripe white belt, and uh, but they were big guys, and I was just destroying them because I, I put the time in, but they yeah. were so flummoxed and they were just so taken aback by the fact that they couldn't just physically dominate me because they were so much bigger than me. And I was just sort of, so you start doing this thing where you're going with white belts or blue belts. And now, now even with purple belts where you kind of like put someone in something and then you kind of say, okay, I'm, this will tap you. I'm not going to put it on. Like yeah. You'll kind of like be gentle. And then sometimes the, the cheat that people do in jujitsu, it's happened to me too. Black belts have done this to me where you get them in a move. Yeah. And you know you have the move, but they'll go, okay, cool. Yeah, just tighten a little bit here. Okay, pull. Oh, good. You got it. And I'm like, I was going to get that fucking tap anyway, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. But then you tried to pretend like you were teaching me a lesson yeah. just so you wouldn't have to officially That's tap That's hilarious. To me. Yeah. It's, and I've done that shit before, too. <laughs> it's such a fucking cop out. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's so classic, too. It's so I love classic. It just taking all the credit away. You're like, oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Go, go for that. Yeah. And like, because yeah. what usually what maybe, you do, and then you say maybe next time you'll get it for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Fuck you. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't. And every once in a while, like a like a blue belt, tap me, and I'm his albatross. I can tell. And he tapped me a, a few months ago, and I remember. Um, you, I could just see his face. He was so happy, and I just so wanted to say like, I kind of gave that to you. Yeah. And I sort of ish did. I gave him the position, but he actually got the tap. Yeah. But I was like, man, don't do that. Don't, yeah, don't be you that remember. Guy. Just let him have that moment. That's hilarious. <laughs> What's funny is um, my understanding of jujitsu comes a lot from one of my good friends, Caleb, who was my roommate in college. Yeah. And he was a blue belt, yeah. I believe, which is like the second. Yeah. Yeah. And he was good. We would we would kind of roll a little bit because he had no one to if do it If you go to a... It's not like these bullshit karate and taekwondo and korean this and japanese that where you can get a black belt in four years he was a legit blue belt yeah to get a blue belt in any really good do dojo they do put you through it like to get belted anywhere really good you have to be okay i remember thinking like you're incredible like I, if i was walking anywhere with him just as the blue belt status i felt way safer oh yeah and he wasn't afraid of 
anyone. Anything. He yeah. was the shit. And, uh, and I was just thinking, if that's blue belt, when I hear about people that like white, brown, black, I'm really just thinking of absolute warriors. Yeah. Oh, black belts are, f- I mean, there's the, the, the level at Henzo Grace Academy, these guys, my size, there's, yeah. a, there's a kid there who's 16 years old. I couldn't fucking do anything to him. Um, Wild. But there is, uh, yeah, there's definitely like so many levels and I'm at this one level. I'm never going to be fucking great at it. And I've let, I've let go of my ego on it a little bit because I'm like, look, I'm not going to be a fucking jujitsu. I'm not, I'm too old to be a prodigy. I'm not going <laughs> to fucking compete. So I just want to be healthy and not get yeah, too for injured. Sure, for sure. But you would probably be good at it. You should think about it because I tell you, it's similar to chess. People compare, compare jujitsu to chess because it's like limitless moves and opening you're constantly there's a lot of strategy involved yeah you're looking for opportunities it's very similar like they always say it's like chess has a similar kind of mentality i've heard that and when the guys that was in my dojo it's like chess and skateboarding mixed interesting when my because you're gonna get hurt <laughs> there was okay yeah, that's true your knees are gonna get fucked up at some point there's a guy at henzo grace academy his name was eddie cummings yeah. he was 28 he was a physicist he never played sports he was a fucking phys. He was a nerd, mm. but he went to Henzo and he got into uh, leg lock, like leg locking, and he became this prodigy. He developed a system of leg locks, and he couldn't fucking lose for like two years. He revolutionized jujitsu from his leg lock game, and then people, then everyone in the jujitsu community, kind of caught up to his leg lock game. And now he's kind of out of the out of the game, sure. but like just from his background as a physicist. He like broke it down mathematically and figured it out. I mean, that's how chess is. Yeah. And, and when you're talking about like prodigies and uh, what you're saying about the 24-hour mentality is definitely true about chess in the modern era, post-internet, Yes. where everyone has access to all the information from the jump, right? Yeah. But back in the day, like in the 50s and like the Bobby, Bobby Fischer era uh-huh. or like a little before him, there were prodigies. Like, these dudes, there just wasn't enough information out there, and they would just kind of, like, absorb it and then be geniuses, and no one could really understand it. Now, everything is memorization, everything is theory, everything has been experimented yes. with. Yes, exactly. Which would make me think that at this point, it feels like there's got to be a limiting principle to chess in terms of, I know it's infinite, it's that infinite number of moves, but there, it seems Might as well like be. every game of chess must have been played on some level, right? You would think so, but they're still finding what they call novelties. A novelty is a move that has never before been played at a professional recorded game, and they're still doing them. Oh, wow. Well, the other thing that they're doing is now the pros, because they're trying to make it more accessible, because yeah. chess is like fucking boring to watch, Yeah. They're now they're doing blitz. Yes. So now like Magnus Carlsen, Hikaru Nakamura, I'm Wesley So, I'm into the... <laughs> I'm watching and what's, it now. what are the rules for blitz? Blitz is you have one minute. Each. Well, they had that in Queen's Gambit too, right? They did. They yeah. had a uh, part on it where the guy who couldn't beat her, but he was better at Blitz, and then she comes back later and she kicks his ass. Yeah. Three people at the same time. So you have a minute to make your move. You no, know, you don't have a minute to make your move. You have a minute to play the entire game. What? From your perspective. Holy shit. So you, your time starts ticking. You hit your clock after you make a move. Now their time starts ticking. So it's boom, 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 boom. So you have a really minute fast. each. Yeah. So it's a two-minute game. Depending on, uh, but what if you don't? What if you haven't checkmated in that time? If you run out of time, you lose. But you both, neither of you have checkmated. So what difference? How do you? What do you mean? Well, if one person runs out of time, they lose to the other person. 
It's two timers running against each other. So then I'm confused here because can't if you run out of time and you haven't mated the other person. You lose. But they haven't mated you. So if you go first. Yeah, but they still have time. But like, let's say. It's not one timer. Yeah. It's not like the whole game happens in one minute. Both of you have a one minute timer. And when yeah. you make your move, your timer stops and the other person's timer starts. Yeah. And whoever's timer runs out first loses. So it seems like... It's Unless there's a checkmate in which you yes. win. It seems it's possible then if you go first that you're at disadvantage then because your time has started first. If they have the last move... No, going first is always an advantage in chess. Okay. I don't know enough about Because that. when you move, their timer starts. You're starting their timer. Okay. They're not starting your timer. Got it. Well, that's interesting, man. It's kind of fun to watch, but the one minute is too fast for me to even understand. Three yeah. in a minute, I can keep up. But. Yeah. And what's that game called? Three, just speed chess? Well, there's bullet, blitz, and rapid. Oh, Anyways, shit. we're getting into the minutia. But everyone fucking, I'm telling you, people, people after Queen's Gambit, people got obsessed and people are playing. I think it's going to change the chess game. Chess was cool for a month. Do I think th people are over it already. Yeah, because a lot of people, like, they start losing to good people and they're like, ah, fuck it. it. It's one of those things and it, I, it was a little bit like skateboarding in, people think skateboarding is really cool. And a lot of people tried to get into skateboarding over the quarantine and it's just not accessible because it's so hard. That barrier to entry, uh -huh. that first slam you take, yeah. people are like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm fucking out. And by the way, same thing with jujitsu too because you were, you were, I mean, I remember John Donaher who is probably one of the premier jujitsu teachers, the guy, Henzo Gracie, he was like, by the time you're black belt, you'll have injuries you can tell your grandchildren about. What I sound like fucking Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> it's New Zealand. He's from New Zealand. But yeah. um. And it's true. Like you're going to get, you cannot be a black belt without suffering some debilitating injury that you will either sure. quit afterwards or you're going to come back. And that's the thing. I mean, you, you get choked unconscious by somebody like, oh, so that's this kind is kind of traumatic. This is perfect. This happened to me. I was uh, training with this, with this Russian woman and she had, uh, she put on a clock choke. A and clock I, choke? A clock choke is a position like I'm basically, I'm a hands and knees and turtle position and she has my lapel up by my neck. And she, the, the, you kind of go around a circle until you choke the person. And mm. um, I gave her the chalk, the I gave her the position. Okay. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'll just defend it now that she has a position. And in my head, I defended it. But next thing you know, I'm I'm sitting there on my knees, and like everyone in the class is looking at me, and I'm like, what? They're like, you went out. I was like, what? I was like, no, I didn't. Yeah, I was like, no, yeah. I didn't. I, 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 I was like, oh. And it's such a it's such a humiliating experience. Yeah, because I didn't go out like I passed out. I it was like a like probably just like nodded and, and came back up. Um, but you feel so small, like your everything's off. You know, yeah. For like three days, I was a little bit off from it. I passed out recently from hitting weed too hard. <laughs> really? Did you remember that? <laughs> Why would I remember that? That was forever ago. <laughs> but I just remember rather recently what it feels like to wake up from being uh, oh yeah passed out. and it is it is scary well that's and i i've said this before you're but like I, am i okay because i was i was when i was a, a, a drunkard <laughs> in my 20s when i first started doing comedy and i was a yoga teacher and i was doing comedy and i was a bit of a drunkard i would um i would get in fights like wow. fights with just, who just people would fuck with me uh, 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 just on the just not, not on like the street. A lot. It would happen. <laughs> what? You know? 
How I would do you get slap, into a fight? I would slap people and shit like that. Like you would you slap people on the yeah. street. Yeah. For what reason? Just like they would do something. Like they would bump into me. You'd pick fights in the no, streets of New I York. No, I pick them. They would it just if something happened, I would just react poorly. Right. And and I'd be drunk. And I'd punch walls and all this shit. So, so when I heard about jujitsu, I never felt good about it. Yeah, you know, it was obviously not a good place in my life. Sure. And I, um, sure. And I started doing jujitsu because I was like, I don't like that feeling. And I went to class, and the teacher said, "Look, a good thing about you do jujitsu, you go to bar, you can fight, you punch someone, you break your hand, you break the nose, you feel bad, you have scar, they have scar, the rest of your life, you hate each other." You do jujitsu, you go to the bar, you get a fight, you choke them out, they go to sleep, they have a dream, they wake up, you're friends, you have a beer. <laughs> and it sounds silly, but it's fucking true. I've yeah. heard so many stories. Like Scott Kahn, who is an actor, he's James Kahn's son. He was in Hawaii Five-0, he's, he's done a lot of shit. He was one of these guys, I think he had a, you know, you're James, James Kahn's son, you have mm. a, he has a chip on his shoulder, so yeah. a city block. And he's a small guy. Yeah. So he was really, but he would, Getting fights with his crew in Hollywood at these fucking bars. What? They were getting fucking fights, man. And he said one guy, he he choked him out because he was he's been doing jiu-jitsu. He's a black belt. He's been doing jiu-jitsu for a long time. And the guy woke up and was like, "Dude, what'd you do, man? I, I gotta learn that shit." And now they're like buddies. Damn. Yeah. So that's there's something kind of cool about jujitsu that that's way. That's a good attitude. Yeah, but it's true because when you get choked <laughs> that's out, that's me. That's me when I get choked out. It's dude, that was sick. Because <laughs> it's kind of like a magic. Like, what you do to me, bro? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of stories of people jujitsu. It's from that. They're like they're just brawlers. They're just fighting. They have this energy. Yeah. This like toxic masculinity, and then they they learn it. And they're like, whoa, there's another way. I love examples of. Uh, toxic masculinity being channeled into beautiful art. Yes. I mean, that's my favorite thing about uh, things like punk rock or jujitsu or skateboarding or whatever is the community in initially is like so many angry guys and then they become like, they find this confidence and this meditation and this like focus. Yes. And at the end of it, people who are really good at it ended up being really chill and confident and... yeah just well adjusted because i would say i would say most jujitsu people particularly at the high level they're not okay back in the day back in the 90s it's legendary stories about the gracie crew in the 90s in new york they're all guys with big balls and high sex drive testosterone they're in new york <laughs> sure and they were all black belts in jujitsu right this is before anyone knew what the fuck jujitsu this is well before the ufc had any legs and uh they'd go to these bars and of course it's fucking bridge and tunnel crew would pick fights with them and they were just killing people yeah just like choke 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 and they had this reputation of like holy fuck they were getting kicked out of bars they had a lot of they had a lot they're doing a lot of drugs and shit um <laughs> but i think in general once they established that jujitsu is is really the martial art for 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 actual practical defense because it really is that and krav maga mm. that krav maga yeah the israeli what? Oh my god, Krav Maga is the fucking shit. Krav Maga? You don't know what that is? I'm aware of it as like it's, it's the, from Israeli, Israeli the original jujitsu. It's basically just like how how to like <laughs> what hurt. about Muay Thai? Is that I've, that's what I want to hear about more. Yeah, I think if you if you know if you know a re- wrestling wrestling's the probably the number one thing for because basically like if 
wrestling is is you prevent people from taking you down. You know how to prevent people from taking you down. Mm. If you have a great wrestling base, then the belief was you don't really need to know jujitsu if you have a great wrestling base. And the best the best UFC guys were all great wrestlers. But the game has evolved. So now like you have all these crazy double jointed guys who are like there's an eighteen year old kid in the UFC who's just like he's he's a ginger, he's got lanky arms, but um He's a real master jujitsu. He's fucking submitting people, but like, wow. he can't even take a hit yet. So it's anyway. So I think it's um, but jujitsu stands for the gentle art. So it really is. Wow. It is not an aggressive thing. So I think now, most jujitsu people I know, no one's getting fights. You know, they 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 don't feel the need to. No. their egos aren't attached anymore. They channel it into competition and shit like that. Also, jujitsu as an art form has gotten so much attention and recognition. Now, yeah. it is universally accepted as the peak of martial arts. Yes. In terms of like actual, I mean, it was proven in the UFC. Yes, yeah, so that was the whole point of the UFC. Was to Whereas prove that. back in the Gracie day, if they said they did jujitsu, people would probably disrespect that. Oh, yeah. They're I mean, like, if you look, eh, at, I don't give a fuck. If I've you ever want to have a fun rabbit hole journey, go back and look at the first four or five UFC competitions where yeah. it was like no holds barred and they just had like. Uh, Hoist Gracie who was 160 pounds Karate got so much Motherfucking hype Off of those oh, movies Oh yeah Off the Chuck Norris And Bruce Lee And a single like karate master In the fucking UFC <laughs> Not a one Well there's one guy Right now uh, They call him The Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson Who is like a, a karate guy He's a karate guy And he's doing pretty well But I don't think But he also a- knows Jiu Jitsu right I don't think he does know jujitsu. What? Yeah, he's just he's just karate. He people? keeps his distance, and I, he karate kicks people. He cry kicks people. <laughs> it's all he just he just won a big fight. He just what? he just does cry kicks. He's just, What's his record? One and zero. No, he has a decent record. He want he's never been a uh, a UFC champion, but I think he's on pat on. But it's gonna be really I, look. My guess is he has to have at least a blue belt in jujitsu. Sure. In order to just survive, you have to have some knowledge of jiu That's unheard of to me. A oh, yeah. Man. And when you, yeah, he's straight up, he was a karate champion for years. Sure. And then he got an MMA. And when you watch him compete, it's very, he's just so quick. Yeah. That he gets around, just kicks people with these high kicks. Wow. And, and I haven't even seen him taken down yet. I mean, karate is exciting to see. It is. It is very flashy. <laughs> What's the one? Taekwondo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the biggest scam. Someone told me this is an the awful flying book. kicks. I'm not saying, but there was a movie script I read, and some guy was like, "Yeah, I'm a black black belt taekwondo." He's like, "Taekwondo? That's like the Dane Cook of martial arts." <laughs> and I guess what they meant by that, because I like Dane Cook, but I guess sure. what they meant by that it was like a lot of flash, a lot of stuff going on, but ultimately it's like you know, it's, the I writing's to, not great. This, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but the substance isn't quite quite yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I th- it's funny when people because when you were a kid, I don't know how it was when you were a kid, but it was all like, dude, I know karate or like kung fu, karate. So Asian people were terrifying to you when when I was in elementary school, and middle school. Also kung fu, but that was truly I had no understanding. I would just see Jackie Chan, yeah, and I'd be like, oh, and yeah. you didn't really understand that the fights are choreographed and there's not a single fight that has ever gone down like that. Yes. You would kind of just accept it as fact. Yes. Like if you saw a Bruce Lee movie, you'd be like, oh, that's what karate teaches you to do. Yes. <laughs> Kick 18 people's asses at the same time. Exactly. And then when, you re- then when you get into a real fight, you realize what happens is eventually you guys are basically hugging each other. You're clinching at some point. And once you're clinching, like I feel like this. If I get in a situation at a bar and I'm clinching somebody, mm-hmm. if they don't have serious training, it's a wrap. 
But I will tell you the one thing is uh, there is an aspect of if you know kung fu or karate and you're fighting someone who's just like off the street, you're probably going to kick their ass. Maybe. Uh, And maybe I'm influenced by these YouTube videos that me and my friends used to watch in like middle school where it'd be like karate master in the hood kicks (laughs) this dude's ass. And it was, I just remember this, like, scrawny white dude who's, like, in the hood, and there's a fight circle around him. You know I what I mean? I think I've seen this. And he's doing, like, he's doing, and, like, and he's, like, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, in his fighting stance. Yes. And he's, like, he's, like, ballerina dancing or something. I've and he seen looks that. Yeah. so awkward. And the other guy tries to punch him, and he gets one hit. Oh, man. People, they were definitely into that. And they're also, when they have these weird, like, circle fights like that at a school, whatever. They're both, like, in high school. And it's almost like Queensbury rules were, like, if you go down, well, you got to get back up. You know what I mean? Sure. As opposed to the idea, like, once you go down, that's where the real fight starts. Well, that's the other thing is, is, like, once he goes down, you would not even attack someone on the ground. Yeah. You would just be, like, everybody goes crazy. Yeah. But for me, it's, like, the only way I'd ever feel comfortable in a fight is if I got somebody down. Sure. And I had, if I was, like, on side control, like, on, like then I'm, like, if this guy has no training, he's done. That's the other thing is it's, like, um, real fights. Like, jujitsu is, like, real fighting. Like, fights to the death. Like, <laughs> MMA, like, nobody's intervening. There's no, you know? Yeah, the early UFC, yeah. Whereas, like, when you're in middle school, it's mostly, like, fist fights. Like two people just swinging at each other with no accuracy over some girl. Yeah. You know? And the one giant haymaker is going to land. Most of the fights that I remember as a kid, like that happened in my school, were like either nothing happened or somebody got knocked out almost immediately. Yeah. And and they probably weren't even really knocked out. They just got hit and were like, uh, and fell down. <laughs> there, was this, there was this one fight. And I missed almost every single fight that ever happened in my school. And it was, I was like, I never saw one. Yeah. One or two. But there's this one kid who was kind of nerdy named uh, James Tweed. <laughs> <laughs> and he had, I don't know, he never got any respect. Never got any respect as long as I knew him. And uh, this one kid was talking shit to him. And he found him after school. Like we all used to walk down the hill to the parking lot. And he one hit him in the face. Knocked out dead. James, Not dead. James Tw- Tweed knocked him out? James Tweed knocked him out. Oh, shit. They squared up. Maybe he dodged one, bat, right in the face. Wow. Hit the ground cold. He was a legend. He was a legend after that. Nobody ever talked shit to James Tweed again. Yeah. I used to be terrified of the idea of a fight. Yeah. It was the scariest thing. And then, and that's partly why I got in jujitsu because I'm like, wait, like what is, what is, because I started watching the UFC, the early ones, and I was like, oh my God, this little Brazilian is beating these monsters mm. who outweigh him by 50, 60 pounds. And then you realize it's science. It's like chess. It's not about, oh, dude, I can fight. I go fucking crazy, bro. No, it's about strategy, position. <laughs> it's it's completely controlled. And fighting is actually a science. It is an actual art. It's not just like, dude, I have a temper. You don't want to see me get mad like the Hulk. It's not about that. Because someone get right. mad like the Hulk and they'll be destroyed by someone who has technique. Sure. So that's probably the same thing with chess. People get emotional. They fucking oh, yeah. play their games all shitty. Oh, man. 